This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Hello and thanks for downloading today's podcast. I'm Jamie Long. I hope you're okay. It's Monday the 22nd of March. And let's start with news about the coronavirus vaccine first because a Kent MP says if the EU blocks exports of jabs to the UK, it wouldn't do anybody any good. Well, the European Commission presidents warned the bloc has the power to do that. It's because of frustrations that the continent's not getting the supplies it expected from AstraZeneca. The care minister, Helen Waitley, who's also the MP for Faversham, is calling for both sides to work together. Well, one thing I think we can do is remind the European Union of the commitments they've made, and particularly Ursula von der Leyen, the uh, EU president, made the commitment to the prime minister that the EU wouldn't block companies from fulfilling, fulfilling their contractual obligations to supply vaccinations and that the EU must absolutely stand by that commitment. The threat or the speculation about uh, limiting supply doesn't do anybody any good. I mean, what's important is that we work together with the European Union and in fact around the world with the countries to maximise the supply and the production of vaccine. That's a thing that is in everybody's interest as and also the European Union's. Next, a Kent charity says new immigration plans won't stop people making dangerous journeys to get to Kent. Under the new measures, refugees who arrive in the UK legally will be given the right to remain here on a permanent basis. The Home Secretary is due to announce the news in a bid to reduce the number of people heading to Dover in small boats. Bridget Chapman is from the Kent Refugee Action Network and says there's a wider picture. Of course, we all agree that those people that have been brought to the UK by the government under the resettlement scheme should be given indefinite leave to remain. So um, I'd welcome that um, announcement by the Home Secretary. Um, However, people under international law have a right uh, to seek refuge in the country of their choosing that is not going to go away and the fact is that we need to find a way of dealing with that issue that means that vulnerable people don't end up using the services of a people trafficker. So I agree with the Home Secretary that people should not be using the services of a people trafficker if it can be avoided but the way to do that is to provide people who are in Europe and who want to get to the UK with a way of applying for asylum. At the moment, there is no way to apply for asylum from outside the UK. You have to physically get here. That isn't going to stop. So we have to find a way of dealing with it. What this seems to me to be is a bit like when um, a property developer wants to develop a property and they need to legally put in um, some uh, social housing as part of that development. They don't want to do that, so they offer to build a doctor's surgery instead, which is fine, but it doesn't fix the problem when what we actually need is housing. Um, So she's made a small concession in one area, which will make a big difference to the lives of those people that have been brought to the UK as part of the resettlement scheme. But I'd like to see figures around what she's planning to do, because 
unless she's going to be ambitious about it, I can't see it helping more than 2,000 people a year. Um, but Pretty Patel is suggesting that anybody who, who makes the treacherous journey um, to get to refuge in the UK should not be granted asylum. And clearly, um, we wouldn't agree with that. Against theatres being criticised after apparently letting go more than 40 long-serving members of staff via email. Unison, which represents workers at the Orchard in Dartford, says communication was mismanaged and the right to notice and redundancy pay was potentially ignored. Theatre bosses say no members of staff were disadvantaged by the decision and they're preparing to welcome them back when they're able to reopen. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. A Bulgarian lorry driver who tried to smuggle £76,000 worth of antiques into the UK through Dover's been jailed for two years. Ancient coins, jewellery, statues and spearheads were found hidden inside a trailer full of trousers at the port last October. The 41-year-old initially denied knowing about the artefacts but eventually admitted transferring criminal property following an investigation by police. Elsewhere, a Kent MP calling for a proposed law named after a Kent boy who was abused as a baby to be included in the government's new crime legislation. Tony Hudgel, who's now six and lives in Kings Hill, needed both of his legs amputated at just 41 days old. The Police Crime Sentencing and Courts Bill is a step closer to becoming law after it was backed by MPs last week, but it didn't include Tony's law. Tunbridge and Morling's Tom Tugendhat wants the maximum sentence for child cruelty offences to be increased to life imprisonment. Tony's law is about protecting children and I think it should have been in there from the start. Okay, it isn't. Well, let's see about introducing an amendment into there because I think there's a lot that we can do uh, to make sure that people like Tony Hudgel, who were so cruelly uh, abused by their birth parents before he was lucky enough to find his real parents uh, in Paula and her family, uh, that uh, we need to make sure that the law really does protect them. It's not unusual that uh, bills aren't perfect in their final form when they're first introduced to Parliament, and so it's not surprising that this one isn't. Uh, So I'm going to be working with colleagues to try and get the changes that I think matter, including uh, changing the law on on, uh, the treatment of children, Tony's law, uh, that we've I've been campaigning for for now a number of years, and I'm going to be keeping pushing for it because I think it really matters. I think making sure that we have stiffer sentences, tougher sentences for those who commit such barbarous acts against children really do need to be uh, introduced. So I'm going to be pushing for that. Kent Online News. Now, how about this for a real-life hero? A paperboy from Medways saved a 94-year-old woman's life after noticing she hadn't picked up her newspapers for three days. 15-year-old Liam Apps from Wigmore was so worried he went back to her home after school to investigate. Nicola Everett's been speaking to him about what happened. It all, all started on, um, on Thursday morning when I went to house to deliver the paper. Um, I got to the door and saw that there were some letters and the papers that from the previous three days stacked up. Didn't really think nothing of it, but through the whole day being at school, I sort of thought oh, this could happen, this could have been happening. Um, so as soon as I got home, I, I said to mum, can we drive over there just to knock on the door, see if everything's all right. Me and this person from next door and my mum went round the back, knocked on the window. Um, there was no response until he knocked on the window again um, and said, are you okay? And there was a, a voice who shouted back saying uh, I can't get off the floor. I dialed 999 on my phone um, and 
got the ambulance. Goodness me. So what, what's she actually done? Because she, she'd hurt herself, hadn't she, quite badly? It looked like she'd fallen over and she had a, a quite a big cut in her leg. Uh, she, had a, she had a pressure sore on her back where she'd been obviously laying down on, on a slight angle for a couple of days. You've heard from the paramedic. Obviously, the paramedics took her into hospital because she's quite an elderly lady, isn't she? What, what's the latest that you've heard on how she's getting on? Um, so I had a, a call from the paramedic the last night at about seven, half seven. And um, she said that she's in hospital. She's having a drink. She's, uh, she's doing OK, which is good to hear. How, how do you feel now thinking, thinking back about it as, you know, as to what you did? I feel good that I, that I did it because if I thought if I thought nothing of it, and then she'd probably still be there. Um, but I do, I do feel happy that she's she's doing all right and everything. And I was we managed to all play a role in getting her to the hospital and getting her better. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's it's quite a good feeling. New data's revealed more than 500 potentially dangerous animals are being kept as pets in Kent. Nine people in the county have special wild animal licences for things like snakes, which I could never own, scorpions and even a zebra and monkey. You can read more about where they are at kentonline.co.uk. And in football, Gillingham threw away a lead against Doncaster Rovers on Saturday, ending the game 2-all. The duel scored twice in the opening four minutes, thanks Thanks to Jordan Graham and Verdane Oliver, but the visitors hit back before half-time to equalise. Here's boss Steve Evans speaking after the game. Everyone knows we started the game in great form, great counter-attack, good finish with Jordan. Second goal straight off the training ground, uh, Verdane finishes it. And there's a pivotal moment straight after when we have a corner and Robbie Cundy misses a simple chance to make it 3-0. And, um, and, and we're still very comfortable in the game. One of our certain young centre-backs don't pick up there. Uh, boy from the second phase of the corner and then another one of our centre-backs then gets rolled in the second phase gets the ball stuck under his feet so in fairness to Doncaster they caused us a few problems then the confidence probably went from being on the floor in 10 minutes to being really high and they caused one or two problems but the message that I, uh, expressed to Paul on the side was let's get through half time and we'll regroup and I think we did that and I think second half there's one team trying to win the game in the second half there's one team we all to play there's one team with all the corners, all the free kicks, all the movement around the box. And we create two big chances, don't we? We, we get two big chances, one for Mac, one for Kyle. And, um, and those players, you, you would expect to score. But in fairness to the Doncaster boys, they put, their, they put their bodies on the line and kept them out. So we have nothing other than disappointment tonight. Simple as that, disappointment, two points left behind. We don't hide from it, but we'll go back into the training ground on Monday and get back on the pitch and... Walk hard again. And that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all of the KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.